0: hello there everybody and welcome to episode 80 of the play to win podcast my name is tyler i am your host this week and i'm joined of course by tyler how are you doing man how's it going i'm doing good just just fresh off some gotham
1: nights ready to talk about that we got news we got a big horror week uh, which makes sense october uh so yeah it's fun week ready excited to talk about it worried worried a little bit about how dry next week might be though because there wasn't a ton this week
0: other than the big juicy stuff so i'm like oh man but you see that's the thing like you always you you never know what a week's going to give you like you might think it's going to be a drier week and then bam 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 you just get it with a bunch of stuff back to back to back uh you know that that's just the way the games industry ends up being sometimes it's it's crazy how it works out. Uh, remember, subscribe. If you are on podcast services, give us that five-star review. If you're on YouTube, hit the uh, subscription button as well, and hit the notification bell so you know as soon as a video goes live, and you can be one of the first people to watch it. As Tyler said, it's a bit of a horror week this week. We're going to be talking about Resident Evil, that showcase that we got. We're going to be talking about Silent Hill. We got a showcase for that too. There was also some Bayonetta controversy in regards to the voice actors and pay for the voice actors. Um, big thing that happened over the weekend and into the week. We'll also be talking about Gotham Knights as well. At the end, getting some getting some of Tyler's early thoughts on it. You'll be getting some of my early thoughts on a playtale requiem because I've been playing that as well as Modern Warfare 2. There's a lot to talk about this week, it's a lot to go into. We're gonna get right on into things though. By starting off with the first showcase of the week, that being The Silent Hill live stream. The site, well, it was supposed to be a live stream, they dropped it five minutes early, so it was just a regular video. And everyone just said, Oh, video, all right, skim through. Here's news, here's news, here's news, and that's how it worked out. How are you with Silent Hills? I'm Tyler. Uh, I
1: so, first of all, I just wanted to say, as people like to say, it's spooky season, bitches. Um, (laughs) and I'm like I. So we were talking about this little pre-show. I'm not like the Silent Hill guy in the sense that I have all of this this history with the franchise. I did play day it dropped. PT was very excited about it. Once, of course, Kojima's involved and and all this pedigree, um, and the pedigree this time around not quite the same. Like I think, honestly, despite Konami being a controversial company, the most controversial part of of Silent Hills. Uh, this announcement the remake especially was bloober team which is kind of like had a hit or miss a uh, track record being right. handed over the keys to you know the car here um, and the car being a car that everyone likes it's like an old you know exotic sports car that no longer gets made because the remakes are terrible uh or not the remakes the uh hd collections essentially are terrible from everything i hear it's just like bad port mm-hmm. jobs so there's no real way to like historically go back and play it because I like I'm I'm more into retro games than you are in game collecting in general. Uh, so I don't know if you know this, but like Silent Hill, Silent Hill Two, those games, which big games, they're not like oh this like a weird you think a misprinted those things go for like a hundred to one hundred fifty dollars like on the yeah. resale market. It's if not more, it's nuts. So I like I don't really have the means to go back and play it, but I'm very excited to play this. Very excited for I mean we got like three. Three good looking Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy, um, sorry, Resident Evil games,
0: but goddamn it, <laughs> Silent Hill games, getting your places mixed up, getting the franchises all you know, crossed in lines and everything. It's all just it's one giant cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest Silent Hill person either. Actually, I would just say I'll go as far as say I'm really not a Silent Hill person. I mean, listeners and viewers already know I'm really not much of a survival horror person. My, like, first real foray into survival horror games was PT, um, which I enjoyed back in the day. I enjoyed playing that Um, the one time I did play it. Game. It was good. Very good demo. It's a shame that we didn't get to, you know, get the full thing, get the full vision afterwards. Um, But after that, like, I, you know, I played a bit of Resident Evil 7. I got to the second boss. Never. And I, I meant to continue. I got to the second boss and then... Died a few times and said, all right, I'll get back to that. And just kind of never went back to it. (laughs) That was a year ago. I do intend to finish that game because I was enjoying it. Um, And I've had a bit of a recent, more like interest in survival horror games coming up with the Silent Hill ones that we have coming, Resident Evil ones, Callisto Protocol, Dead Space, so on and so forth. But I'm not really a survival horror person. So with all that being said, I've always appreciated Silent Hill, what it is. And I've understood the legacy. So whenever there's rumors about a Silent Hill game announcement coming, I'm like, I want it to happen, because so I want it to happen for the fans. I want them to be able to, you know, get this thing that they've wanted for so long, at long last, and we finally got that yeah, this it's fun. week. It's fun to be excited about things, even if you're like, I-, I don't know what's going on, I'm just happy, everyone's happy. Right, exactly, exactly. So we finally got that this week, in the form of four new Silent Hill games. One of them is kind of a weird game, but we'll talk about that. Um, of course, first up, let's, let's talk Silent Hill 2 Remake. Not remakes, not in the title, but it is a remake of Silent Hill 2. Um, I feel like Silent Hill 2 is the most maybe beloved of the Silent Hill franchise as an outsider looking in, just my perception and understanding. I believe it's the one that is the most beloved, one of the most iconic ones. Um, so there have been rumors for a while that this was happening, there were rumors for a while that it was Bloomer Team, which people were not too excited and pleased with, especially given their track record. It's a bit hit or miss. It's a bit spotty in regards to quality and also writing how they handle certain themes and everything like that. So people were a bit hesitant about this, and they still are. Nonetheless, though, I think visually this looks amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, playing Gotham Knights uh, and then watching a trailer for this, put those bad boys back to back (laughs) in. I mean... Uh, one game feels like it's an 07. and The other one is Silent Hill 2. Uh, right. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, it looks
0: gorgeous for sure. Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how this ends up shaking out. Like, I, looking at the trailer gave me the vibe that Konami is being very protective of it. And they're saying, you can make it. <laughs> but we are standing over your shoulder as you make this to make sure that nothing really, you don't really do too much to change things or make this not live up to the expectations of the legacy of this game what people want from it what people expect from it um, so I'm hoping it ends up being as good as people want it to be do you think that it's going to live up to the le- to like what Capcom did with Resident Evil 2 though because I think that's the bar that people are going to compare it to in terms of like classic horror being so remade here, yes and no
1: I, my honest opinion is I'll probably enjoy it as someone coming late to it uh, if I can get my hands on two or maybe I'll just bite the bullet and play the bad HD port um but I think like coming in maybe potentially as a outsider playing two comparing the two it always feels like it goes this way we're coming into it you're now just like yeah this is great similar to how I was with Final Fantasy 7 remake and I was just like hey hey this is great love it but I never played the originals. And I feel like even if I went back and played the originals, because you don't have the nostalgia, you don't have that lens also of just like, it looks better for its time, et cetera, et cetera. I would be like, yeah, I I like the remake more anyways, but I guarantee this is how it always goes. The fans like hardcore fans of two will have an issue with it for probably legitimate reasons, but also one mm-hmm. of those things where it's like, it's ultimately subjective. Um, and so it just feels like that's how all these remakes go and two is a high bar re2 is a high bar to set because that felt so universal and that i don't know if i really heard anyone have those complaints that it feels like are inevitable with
0: every other remake right since like resident evil 2 it updated the gameplay and it kind of made a few changes to the story i believe it did or at least it kind of all I, I think right. I think one part annoyed me, and then
1: my PS4 was overheating like a freaking jet engine. And so I was like, it literally wouldn't let me play. Like the PlayStation was like, we've got to shut down. <laughs> Tried it again like five times. And this was like a year after it came out. And I was like, Well, I'm not doing this. So mm-hmm. even though it's a great game, should probably boot it up on my PS5, which I imagine would not have that issue. Um uh I'll get maybe I'll get to it whenever we talk about RE4. Maybe I'll do a series playthrough or something i don't
0: know right but no yeah silent hill 2 remake it is a thing it is happening I'm visually hyped. it looks great um i'm hyped just i don't think i'm gonna that play trailer it. was <laughs> sick like we should just i should establish that that that's a sick ass trailer it was a great trailer. again i don't think i'm gonna play this game but i am very excited for it i'm excited for the fans that are looking forward to it and all hopefully Bloomberg team can live up to all their expectations The other big Silent Hill announcement that came from this uh, stream in terms of games is Silent Hill F, which is a brand new game in the series. It's the next entry in the Silent Hill franchise set in 1960s Japan. It is written by uh, Ryukishi07, who apparently is the Japanese visual novel writer behind the Higurashi Higurashi and Umineko series. Um, This game looks weird. Like the trailer we saw was not gameplay, it was more like in engine footage, I believe, or CG. Also um, looks rad like
1: also looks, looks awesome. rad.
0: Yeah. I I cannot
1: like I don't know. I heard takes and obviously we can compare and contrast if we want the two, but like oh, RE4 stole Silent Hill spotlight, and I definitely didn't see it that way. Um, like I get that like there was just almost this rising tide of hype that maybe this all this stuff could never look like live up to it, but between this Uh, and then the not the weird one-time event but the other one that we're going to talk about like all three of these trailers like just establish, they look badass like or Mm -hmm. whatever you know uh (laughs) term you want to use to describe them they all look absolutely great like cannot wait to play them 10 out of 10 excited for all of them
0: no yeah silent hill f this one this one i think the one i'm the most excited about of the silent hill announcements like this is a love to remake for me um because i part of it might be because i don't have the connection to that most people most other people do but i think this one just visually was just stunning to me just the aesthetic the vibe the tone that they were going for and everything the mood that it had was very different from Mm -hmm. past silent hill things that i've seen um and i was really into it and i just cannot get that image out of my head of you know the the girl at the end of the trailer and she's like in this blue environment all the it was the cool weird, yeah and then yeah, all the like the weird oh. flora and faunas growing on her and all a bit of the tripophobia was starting to come on up coming out and everything like that and then the face just kind of fell out and uh, it was unsettling in so many ways but beautifully disturbing and I just could not take my eyes away from it. And I keep just having that image in my head. That is why I'm the most excited about that one over two. And over all the other um, Silent Hill announcements. It's
1: uh I like don't get me wrong. I don't think there's any real way, wrong way to take like excitement levels for these three. Uh, and I say that because I think I like Townfall the most. Like I excitement wise, I love indie games. I just like I liked mm-hmm. the diffusion of like. Those Annapurna Studios, like generally speaking, what they publish and like the games they take on, I generally speaking tend to like a lot of those studios tendencies combined with the vibe we've got uh, going on. It's like, yeah, just it's got that Twin Peaks, Silent Hill, indie game vibe. But instead of just like, oh, this is off brand diet, whatever that is, Walmart, (laughs) you know, Sam's Choice. It's like, no, they just get the Silent Hill license. That looks rad. And I think for me, that there's a little bit of, like, when I see games like that, there's not as much the expectations um, of, like, and there's also, I'm just, like, me, selfishly, I don't have all these dumbass systems that, like, I probably don't care that might get in the way. It's like, oh, let me reload my, like,
0: it's more straightforward, Seems like it may simplified. be
1: freed from those shackles of just, like, just go make a scary game, man. Doesn't have yeah. to have X, Y, and Z. And so that's why I'm personally most excited for that one. But again, all three look fantastic. It's I don't judge anyone for how they rank excitement for all three of those.
0: No, yeah, Townfall is my next most ex- um, excited one. Next one I'm next most hyped for. Um, as Tyler said, it's coming from Enterpreneur Interactive. They're publishing this. Um, the development team is no code, and I'm into it. It seems like it's going to be an interesting, episodic, narrative, Silent Hill game. Um, whatever the story ends up being, Like, I think this will be the one I play the most. I'm, I'm most likely to play because it's a narrative game as opposed to all right i myself walking through this game and i'm like showing <laughs> the character like with the narrative i think i could get into it more and more more likely to play it so i am very excited for that one too um you know and a they have a good track record and all like that in terms of their games and their stories that good they tell and all yeah. like that so i'm behind it and then the other one that uh silent hill announcement that we got is silent hill ascension which is like a live one-time experience type thing where People could come together. It's a narrative game. And then everyone like chooses the events that happens. That's a bit weird, bit interesting. Um, It goes live next year though. Notice
1: I said excitement levels for those three. If this is your most excited, I am judging you. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, man, this seems weird. I like, I don't think there's any point when neither of us are like silent hill lore experts. So I doubt we're going to be like, this is what it means. Like whatever, this thing is certainly going to exist. And my guess is it's going to be, ironically enough, like any one of those million Resident Evil games that normal people don't know, they're like, what's that one where it was multiplayer only? And we're just like, oh yeah, I remember that announcement trailer and then promptly everyone forgot it exists. Yeah. This may get a little more traction because it might be the first of the four to uh come out, but like, I still don't think that means it be good. Probably not.
0: Probably not. I don't think many people are going to be... Um, going crazy over Ascension. Um, but yeah, those are the game announcements. And then we got a movie announcement, Return to Silent Hill. It, this is a, another Silent Hill movie. It's based on Silent Hill 2, and it's actually being directed by Christoph Gans, who directed the first Silent Hill movie. And in my personal, not professional opinion, I think that first Silent Hill movie is pretty good. It's I think it's a pretty oh. good movie, and it's a, dare I say, great video game movie. As a non-Silent Hill fan. <laughs>
1: I've never seen it. Interesting. I don't think it's and that bad. The take, so that's the thing. The takes are coming back around now, and it seems like people in general, the consensus is you are correct here. Is that like, hey, actually, not that bad. Um, yeah, it's
0: really not. It's, so as a I'll movie, pro- it's, maybe it's good.
1: Video game movie? Maybe I'll watch it before October's done. Uh, you know, spooky season. Um, but I do have, before we move on to Resident Evil, I, I thought about this take right before we started rolling on the Silent Hill stuff. And I was like, I'll save it because it's tangentially related. I've got a take. Let me know whenever you're ready. Give it to me. Give me the take. All right. Turn on the TikTok camera. This is is a scorching one. But I think for Kojima's legacy, PT, aka Silent Hills being canceled, was better than had it been made. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not saying it would have been a bad game. I'm not saying like, this is not anti Kojima. It's kind of anti Konami in general. My general (laughs) vibe is anti Konami because they seem like a shitty company. But I think that with how fans of silent Hill are in general, like how, how critical they can be. And I think with how weird and nonsensical Kojima games can get, as we've seen at times that, had that game actually came out it would have been like hey there's there's some people that would have given that game like fours or fives probably and there's some people that have been like this is the greatest thing ever but it never being released means that like in our head that is the most fucking awesome game of all time like it's just like this crazy it's it's a legend it like it is this hype moment that we never got and i think those moments tend to live on in history more so than hey, that game came out seven or an eight and i reminds think me, that's
0: what would have happened that reminds me of versus 13 in final fantasy 15 everyone just like oh, turned into yeah 15 right everyone's like versus 13 would have been amazing and it's just like we hate 15 and i'm like guys let versus it's kind 13 of the same die. game so would you like, have thought let, versus 13 <laughs> let versus 13 die like it's not happening i mean now we're going to be kind of sort of getting it in kingdom hearts in the future And I'm not looking forward to all the versus 13 stands coming out the woodworks like, yeah,
1: this is what we should have got to clarify it just a little bit more. I think we're currently in the best timeline for that game, right? Because there's a lot of timelines where that's just an announcement trailer, which kind of sucks. And we never get just how sick the ov- like everything leading up to the demo was we never get the you know the the legacy of and hey, you have a ps4 with pt on it etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. and also if but then if it gets released maybe blah blah blah. the timeline we're in now which is where like that got released it was sick we were all super hyped and then kojima left and there was all that and now we've got like you know there's leaked just footage of some of like what would have been outside the town etc that's all sick but like did we really want a silent hill game with Norman Reedus in it. No offense, Norman Reedus. If you watching, you seem like a nice guy, but like, did we want Silent Hill with that? You know, like there's. I just, would have been in. I think it. there's all these outside factors. It might have been good, but it, you know, I think the hype was like this is the perfect game or this is a ten out of ten. I think in reality it's a seven and a half or an eight. We'll never know. That's the beauty of this. We get this uh-huh. take. The only reason this take can exist is because it never came out better for his legacy. That's all I'm arguing.
0: Fair. I I also think. I, this will be the final thing I say on this, and then we're done with it. Yeah. I think that you are 100% right that it's better for the game's legacy as of right now. I think that had the game come out, because that was 2014, theoretically, mm-hmm. depending on how it, development would have shaken out, it could have been out by 2017. The question then becomes, is it out before Resident Evil 7 or after Resident Evil 7? You know what you see? Because yes. depending on when it came out, that would have played another factor in thing. Because, you know, it was the fact that it was first person. It was the return of Silent Hill. You had this giant trio of Norman Reedus, Kojima, and Guillermo del Toro working on this game. Like, every, the stars were aligning for it to be something special and something great. And if it came out, when it came out, might have played a factor in it. Because they directly compete against Resident Evil 7, which is also doing first person and is a return to form for Resident Evil 7 as well. Would have been a lot of things, so we'll we'll never know. We'll never live in that alternate reality where and we that's see the of it. how it turns out. But I'm happy with at least what we got. What we got, it's a tease, but it's a nice thing to look back on.
1: Perfect. Perfect.
0: Let's talk about Resident Evil though. We got a showcase for that um this week, mainly focused. Well, it was a split focus really on Village and Resident Evil Four. Everyone was there for Resident Evil Four though, of course. I was about, uh, I was about to
1: say it was split between things like. Three weirdos cared about, and the rest of us
0: cared about. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely, uh, I think re- really funny though. This live stream was hosted by the Duke from Village, so like he's just t- talking in the background, like, oh, oh, you're here for information, I see. Well, why don't you come on over this way, and I've got some for you. And, like you never see him. Like it's just like a first person perspective, like in a library, I believe, in Castle Demetresque. And you just hear him narrating and talking as you're like looking around. It was it was weird and funny, but it worked. It worked for what they were going here for here. Um, I'll get through the village stuff and the other stuff that's not Final Fantasy Four. I mean not Final Fantasy, <laughs> Resident Evil 4 very quickly. Uh started off with the new trailer for the village DLC, the Winter's Expansion. I believe it's called. I think it's just called War just expansion. Um, basically, you know, get another look at it, seeing more gameplay and all like that. It seems cool. And they did clarify that although they're adding a third-person mode to the base game as well, you still can't see Ethan's face. Um, I wonder how it was. I didn't play. There was a demo for the third-person mode for Resident Evil Village that was available, I think, like I only play. for a day. I didn't play it either. It's only 60 minutes long. Hope it was fun. I heard that it really kind of like does change the game though, and is kind of like playing a completely different game. So interesting choice. I m- I genuinely might like it more. I think
1: I I mean I don't my problems with Village. I like I hate Metroidvania. Not I don't hate all Metroidvania games, but man, there's some games where I just feel like it's super unnecessary. But like it might have been less tedious in third person. Um, that makes sense. You know, uh, where it's just like the horror vibes meet metroidvania was uh with the first person stuff was kind of like all right man i'm just like okay i guess whereas it's like (laughs) i'm more used to it in third person i may have been like i'll tolerate it to get to the parts that i potentially enjoy so maybe i would have actually gone further with a third person mode so
0: maybe i'll check it out yeah uh then there's Resident Evil Reverse, the multiplayer game that was announced long ago and kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. That returned again with the gameplay trailer. It's going to be free for anyone for anyone who has Village. Um, they are going to be updates for post launch, so it'll be adding characters and maps and other stuff, which is cool. And they also reiterated, you know, that Village is coming to Mac and Switch via the cloud. And also Resident Evil 2, 3, and several will be coming to Switch via cloud. And they also threw out a tidbit out there when they said this, that you don't got to worry about storage space or download times when you're playing. You can just focus on the gameplay when you're playing it on the cloud. It's just like, I mean, I got to focus on my internet speed being up to snuff for that, and making sure that doesn't drop. So, you know, there's that to worry about while I play. But sure, I can just focus on the gameplay. Storage space and download times are my concern. Really weird. Listen, to- man, like I said, think, think, mentioning
1: things that Three Weirdos were really excited about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, specific, especially that cloud stuff. The weirdos
1: out there. That's what I'm saying. Like that. Somebody out there was like, yes, finally! I
0: can do it at long last! Uh, but no, the one thing that we were all here for, that they knew we were here for, was Resident Evil 4. And they did not disappoint in the slightest bit. This gameplay that we got to see, we got a nice five and a half minute chunk of just raw gameplay. Followed up by a nice like two and a half minute story trailer and all. Resident Evil 4 is looking absolutely fantastic. Tyler, yeah. What are you thinking? Uh I'm thinking first of all, I just had to
1: mention this, but I want to let you hear through your rundown. Things, folks, this is what happens when you skip the rundown. I didn't know, and when you also don't watch events live, didn't know it was hosted by the Duke um forget who that guy even is from the village that's how little i was like village in and out of my head
0: really big guy who sells these things
1: gotcha okay yep remember him so yeah things you find out when you're just like oh i skipped i saw stuff about village and my eyes glazed over and i scrolled down (laughs) and i didn't read that at all so i was like oh okay um cool i guess. (laughs) uh but no resident evil 4 looks awesome um i four is one of the games i didn't play uh Luckily, the way it worked out uh, when I was like a teenager is, by the time five rolled around, I was able to convince Banega, my parents, uh, at the time I was like 13, 14, to buy me an M-rated game, and then me and my friend uh, Devin, we uh, we just like beelined it for a weekend. He stayed over, and we just like beat went through all of five. So that was like my intro into Resident Evil. And despite people's like, oh, I don't like five. I'm actually enjoy five because of that memory. Nice, um, but I've nice. never played four know the legacy and it was one of those things as it got older it was like you know you're supposed to play it because it's just how important it is but it's also like it's old now and despite them to uh capcom's credit it's like out on everything talking about resident evil earlier all the poor access to it i mean they've got it on quest they've got it on playstation 5 4 3 (laughs) you know it's on everything um so but it was still just like "Eh, eh, do i want to play it i will obviously play this and maybe afterwards that'll spur the like oh let's go back let's compare you know um because this does like everything that two looked like to improve, uh you know, obviously on the original two, this same goes here. It just like it just looks like what you expect a remake to look like and yeah. feel like.
0: Yeah, I've again, I've never played Resident Evil 4. My first Resident Evil game to play is seven. I played, you know, the demo for Village and I enjoyed that. But, you know, not a survival horror person, so I've never been into it but I've always understood the legacy of four and I've always known that it was such a big deal, such an important game with, you know, the third person view, the the third person over the shoulder view, what that then brought to the industry at large and everything like that. Um, And just how this game was a shift in terms of tone and gameplay to an extent for Resident Evil as a series and all like that, how it started to bring more action into the series, which culminated in six which people were like no 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 no, no, too much too much too much we don't like this yeah to Uh, be
1: clear i didn't play six because those reviews came out and they were immediately like this game sucks and i was like five was good you know i'll die on that hill not really but i was like (laughs) Five was good
0: i i don't need six apparently it it went too far well you're not alone in liking in five there's a fair chunk of people out there that like five it's it's the six um you know the six people the people out there that like six they're the ones on their I island i do know alone. there's some sickos
1: out there that are like hey six
0: not that bad and everyone's like no stop it those are the ones on their island alone out there like there are dozens of us <laughs> we're here there yeah uh but no yeah four looks amazing and like i've wanted to play four for a while the original version and just haven't gotten around to it and watching this is really making me think to myself like man do I even play the original first before I play this or do I play this first and then the original? And I think if I do play the original at any point in time, I might do it first before this, because I think for me personally, it might be difficult to go back to the original after playing this newer version with like the new gameplay additions that this brings to um, the game. Because in the original four, you couldn't move and shoot at the same time. You were stuck standing still. This one here you're able to move and shoot at the same time. So like, just a simple change like that, being able to have parries with your gun or your knife as an option, as something you can do, which wasn't in the first one. Like changes like that, I wonder if I'll go back to the original and be like, oh man, it's, it's so, it sucks to play this now after having played a better version of it. So that's my pull. Of, I'm push and pull right now. In addition to getting over the survival horror aspect of things. But, um, I- I'm looking forward to it. This looks amazing and that that I love that they showed the village attack when you first get into the the village at the very start of the game and then the whole town just comes after you like that's that's an iconic moment in Resident Evil 4 and mm-hmm. I feel like an iconic moment in gaming history right there, like that part of the game. like I always know about that part and I never played it, but mm-hmm. I think I saw a friend of mine play the demo for the original four. And so I remember witnessing this happen myself and be like, Oh man, that's intense. <laughs> that's intense. The chainsaw is coming after you. You hear that once
1: upon a time in Hollywood meme where he's just like, like pointing I, at it. You're like, I, Yep, I, that's I, it.
0: I remember, I remember that. Here we go. It's happening.
1: No, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. I mean, I like, I'm definitely not the person to be like, "Oh well, here's the comparison. Like you said, never played it. Um, but I definitely am looking forward to play it, and I mean, like twenty twenty three. We talked about it last week. Stacked so mm-hmm. it's absolutely. Let's go! I like. I love hype. I like being excited about things. Twenty twenty three. Let's fucking go! Yeah.
0: Like I, again, I said on Twitter between this Callisto Protocol Dead Space, and um Silent Hill, like I, I'm. I think I'm starting to become more of a, a survival horror person. I'm starting to become more interested in it. I don't know how people got right. into it. Good games were actually released. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That's what's happening. Well, we we can't say yet. Callisto Protocol is a start. Hopefully, it ends up being good. Dead Space, we can imagine it will at least be as good as the original game, at least at a bar quality level. You would imagine, you know, with the remake. Yeah. So it, EA, only be, so it should only be as good as the original. Callisto Protocol. Hopefully, it lives up. Resident Evil for a remake. Looking like it's going to looking like it's going to um just real quick little details there is a deluxe edition for resident evil 4 it has it's 70 the base game is 60 dollars. it has an extra dlc pack that has costumes and treasure maps and stuff uh there is a free upgrade from ps4 to ps5 they didn't say anything about smart delivery interestingly enough but perhaps there is uh well actually no there wouldn't be smart delivery because there's no xbox one version of this game i forgot about that i don't get why there's not but i was thinking i was like it. wait did we skip that somehow no, it is crazy because even as I thought about it, I was like, man, I wonder why there's no smart delivery for this. Duh, there's no Xbox One version. That's still weird to me that there's a PS4 version but not an Xbox One version. Um, and there is a collector's edition as well. as $250. It's physical only. It has a nice figure of Leon, art, book, soundtrack, and a bunch of other things. You can go pre-order the game now. It's cool. It looks awesome. It looks fantastic. Going to be a great time when it comes out. March 24th, 2023. That yeah, right first in half, first half of 2023 specifically stacked. Ending March on a ending the first half, no, the first quarter. Quarter, it's, yeah, ending that first yeah. quarter. On but a the first half high in general note. just stacked. For what we know, gonna be a yeah. crazy one.
1: If it, yeah, if they meet, if obviously if they all meet dates, or you know, no delays
0: or anything like that. Hopefully not. Fingers crossed. All right, spooky time's done. Let's we'll go over to witch time now, though. Talk about bayonetta. <laughs> uh there was controversy with this what what were you gonna pause for the transition gotta give it to you it's corny but i i gotta give it it to you it was literally off the dome off the dome (laughs) those are like the best ones i think when it just comes off the dome and it works anyway oh man (laughs) so great um there was controversy surrounding bayonetta this weekend weekend into the week really and it started i believe it started saturday And I know it started Saturday because we finished recording and I went on Twitter and I saw the internet losing it over this because it happened as we were recording. Bayonetta's original voice actor, Helena Taylor, she's not voicing Bayonetta in this game. That's been confirmed to be Jennifer Hale. Helena Taylor came out with a series of videos calling for a boycott of the game because uh, poor pay due to her being recast. So here's what happened. She posted these videos. She claimed that she was offered a poor amount of money to voice Bayonetta in Bayonetta 3, and she wrote to Hideki Kamiya because she, you know, she was like, "This isn't good. This isn't good enough for me." She wrote to Hideki Kamiya to make her case. Kamiya, he is the creator of Bayonetta, really high up at Platinum Games and all like that. So she made a case. Wrote to him, made a case. After which, she claimed she was only offered four thousand dollars for the role, and she refused. She was like, that's, that's, you know, terrible amount. I, that's, I can't do that. No, I, I refuse to do that. I should be paid appropriately for my skill, my talent and all of like that. So she asked fans to boycott Band of the Three in support of her. If you care about people. And she also kind of sort of threw a shot at Jennifer Hale. She was like, the, the person that they got to replace me. I'm sure she's great. I'm sure she's amazing. But she is not Bayonetta. She does not get to claim that she is and claim the role as her own like that, so on and so forth. So then Hideki Kamiya, he goes on Twitter, basically denies it. He says it's untrue. It's It's not factual. None of that. And then as, you know, he has his rules of, if you tweet at me in English, I'm blocking you. And people were tweeting at him a whole lot. And he was basically blocking everyone. People were basically sticking up for Helena Taylor. Yes, yeah, she's great. Um, Platinum, Kamiya, Nintendo, shame on you guys. How can you not pay her properly and all like that? He ended up having his Twitter suspended. Twitter shut down and all like that because of all the activity that was happening. Jennifer Hale then comes out. She put out a statement kind of saying, I'm under NDA, so I can't say much, but, you know, I, I feel for people so on and so forth this is a tough situation i can't say much though basically what her statement said a lot of nothing <laughs> yeah and i mean like it was it, she was put in a tight spot i don't know really it's, yeah what, it's
1: not her job don't you yeah hear I, I don't clarify, know what she really should not have to be like oh this is the low rundown but like it was a vague supportive non-supportive statement which is fine this is pretty much ideal don't get yourself in hot water, Jennifer Hale. Like, you're not the bad guy here. And I think she did clarify a little bit of like, listen, guys, I'm not out here just like, eh, heh, heh, let me take people's jobs. Like, right.
0: And I'll, I mean, things- I'll read her statement here because it's short. It's a short statement. She says here, with regard to Bayonetta 3, let's just say, quote, with regard to Bayonetta 3, as a longtime member of the voice acting community, I support every actor's right to be paid well and have advocated consistently for this for years. Anyone who knows me or has followed my career, will know that I have great respect for my peers and that I am an advocate for all members of the community. I am under an NDA and am not at liberty to speak regarding this situation. My reputation speaks for itself. I sincerely ask that everyone keep in mind that this game has been created by an entire team of hardworking, dedicated people, and I hope everyone will keep an open mind about what they've created. Finally, I hope that everyone involved may resolve their differences in an amicable and respectful way. With love and respect to you all, Jennifer Hale easy simple hey that's a
1: PR statement yeah I mean she's there's like, like a- nuggets of like oh actual info in there but it's like amidst basically <laughs> a very yeah PR right. safe statement um right. of her saying yeah I'm like, sure you're I about support- to get on
0: right she's basically yeah, the- like hey I support Helena Taylor I'm just doing my job I'm a great person you all know that I would not just come out and take someone's job from them for no reason yeah like- figure this out guys <laughs> leave me out of it though um, yes, that's fair. Exactly. And like it was it was interesting seeing so many people on the internet for a couple days, you know, basically say, I'm canceling my Bayonetta 3P order, or should I cancel it? Or if you don't cancel it, you suck. And kind of kind of start, started up, you know, a conversation surrounding poor pay for voice actors, which is something that's kind of been known, but also not widely known in the in, in not just in the games industry, but also film and anime and um, cartoons, what have you? Like the voice actors for the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie, some of them were paid 150 to 300 for the movie, which made millions. Like it, it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. So it kind of started up, you know, a conversation of you know bringing awareness to that and all, which was great. But there were some things that were a bit weird, namely the fact that if Helena Taylor was offered 4,000 and she denied it. And they got Jennifer Hale to replace her, who Jennifer Hale is a very well-known, very successful, very reputable, very expensive voice actor. She wasn't going to be doing it for (laughs) $4,000. Like, does does not make sense. So then we actually got more of a better picture for this story, which told the other side of things that Helena Taylor, man, I've been telling everything. Who did this come from? Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg did an investigation, and I'm kind of boiled it down here. in his his report's lengthy. If you want to read it, go read it over at Bloomberg. Yeah, <laughs> we,
1: we don't need to read all that.
0: <laughs> right. Basically, he did an investigation and discovered that Helena Taylor may actually have been offered $3,000 to $4,000 per recording session for Bayonetta 3, with a total of five planned sessions, which would have resulted in her making at least $15,000 for the game. She rejected that and requested a six-figure pay amount. Platinum denied that request and, you know, had negotiations with her to try and, you know, settle on a number. And ultimately, they offered her a cameo role in the game, which paid $4,000. Presumably, that's the one that she told us about. She did not tell us about anything prior to that. Helena Taylor says this story isn't true. It's not true. And she just wants to move on from the franchise and go back to theater. But VGC and Bloomberg sources are corroborating the story. Like, yeah, this is the information. This is what happened. This is what we're this is what we're hearing and all. That changed the thing. That changed the story some. Because then people were like, wait, were we too quick on the draw to, you know, throw hate towards platinum and Jennifer Hale and Hideki Kamiya? Were we too quick, you know, were we just too quick to antsy to get angry at someone without having the full story the full picture both sides and all like that and it's an interesting this thing because it also throws the whole voice actor discussion in the midst and up in the air as well because now it's like oh you were lying you weren't telling us everything you know yeah so a couple things
1: a couple things that's that's pretty much it for the rundown right so I, we can get yeah. into our takes all right and Couple platinum games, can...
0: they, they also spoke out, gave Jennifer Hills some support, basically saying, "Hey, don't attack any voice actors." Jennifer Hills, cool, I think so on and so forth. There's several
1: things that like that are my, my overall take here. First, yeah, like I think it, it's a little weird the four thousand dollar thing initially. I have my read was just like she she meant in her head probably per session. We know it's kind of like a little misleading to say four thousand total, um, but. Like, you know, I, like I think it's a bad, bad optics move to do that because obviously that's not technically true. Um, and I believe Shrier, I believe Shrier's report. I simultaneously also think that like, I mean, Taylor's probably not lying about uh just like the general how it all went down, even if like the final number was a little fibbed there. Um, but my ultimate takeaway is. Despite Bayonetta not being it's not the last of us. It's not one of these like super, uh-huh. I like, you know, intensive like it's, you know, they're shelling out all the big bucks. Bayonetta is smaller budgeted, quote unquote, for a triple A game. It's still very expensive to make. And if you come at me and offer me less than what a fucking brand new Honda Civic costs <laughs> to be the lead voice actor in a step, this isn't a brand new IP where it's like, Oh yeah. Like I've done this before. Yeah. You like get lost. Like I'm, I still think 15 is insultingly low. Um, I just, I had to, I had to double check just if anybody's like, Oh, well actually brand new Honda Civics 25 grand is what they start at. <laughs> That's our negotiating point. I need to be able to buy a brand new Honda Civic so I can at least get around to all the shitty voice acting jobs you're giving me and booking me. Um, it's like it's still insultingly low i still think it's fair to come out against uh publishers you know uh and who's the publisher on this i forget is it nintendo uh it's oh that's right i mean nintendo nintendo's come on publisher now. Like,
0: platinum's developing
1: nintendo probably could have stepped in maybe offered a little more just to like i mean i don't know i'm mean, i'm not trying to blame maybe it's more of a directly a platinum thing i don't know but i'm always here to blame a company and not necessarily people <laughs> Um, despite, like I said, if you're Jennifer Hale, like, or not Jennifer Hale, if you're uh, Taylor, like, why don't you just come out and say 15 grand, though? That's my only thing because maybe in our head, people, some people not being, not really comprehending how low that is. Maybe she thought people would get more upset, you know, uh, be like, oh, that's, uh, you're too good for 44,000. Come on now. Yeah. But whereas, like, me, yeah, lead voice actor in a video game that's like popular even if it's not, you know, the most popular. Yeah, yeah, I'm too good for 15 grand at that point. Like,
0: yeah, and let, see, that's the thing. This is the conversation that should have been had from the start, but it got that conversation got muddied and buried by the fact that, hey, you weren't telling the whole truth behind the story here. And now it kind of, you know, it shifts the conversation onto, well, why didn't you tell us this? Now, how can we trust you? And then people, as the internet does, went digging through her past on social media and kind of discovered that she's not all she she's not 100 percent committing to supporting trans people she might be into blue lives matter and all like that like her whole Ugh, past i see is, i didn't
1: even know all that
0: but yeah the internet did some digging i don't have the specifics right here but like Ended, I don't some and found out. Yeah, they found out but that allegedly. She, not, yeah, she probably is not like the best person either, so that also had people like even more against her after the lying and all like that, or the half-truths, I guess we should say. And it's a shame because voice actors deserve to be paid more. Like, $15,000 yeah, for the whole game in, in a game where it seems like Bayon- there's multiple different versions of Bayonetta in the game and all like that. Like, You should be paid more than 15,000, you know, even more than 20,000 if it was 4,000 for each five. Starting point brand
1: new Honda Civic, 25 grand. I'm telling you, I think we just created the line there.
0: (laughs) A nice Honda Civic. I should be able to get myself a Honda Civic. I want two Hondas. I I need
1: 50 grand if you're expecting me to voice Bayonetta. Yeah, to be clear, like even hearing that gross stuff about her, like at the end of the day, that doesn't change that that's an insultingly low number. Like I still, exactly. if that's a true number, which I believe Schreier's report, that sounds, you know, I feel like we can take that as the most accurate. Yeah, that's insultingly low.
0: Don't. 15 grand. Psh. Yeah. So end of the day, I, you know, I, I I wish her the best in whatever, you know, she does end up doing. Uh, and it's crazy because she broke her nda to reveal all this information she said yeah i broke my nda but i mean like what are you gonna take from me like my car my clothes like what what are you gonna do uh so i mean she essentially burned any bridges she has now in the games industry by putting all this out there by breaking this nda the way that she did um but you know i i do wish her the best and i do hope that i mean this does bring awareness, better awareness to vo- poor voice actor pay, not just in games but across multiple different industries, and you know, yeah, it's the start of a change I, for it.
1: That's a serious issue, obviously, but I have to get one more joke in at the end here. Doing you know the fact that I didn't know she was a theater actor, but like the fact that at the end she did all this, like it was you know relatively dramatic. Boycott the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, kind of misled some facts. Blah blah blah, sketchy past. This all screams big theater kid energy. Like it just,
0: it just does. Just like on the center stage, I am taking the center stage. Yeah, it's just I'm going back to theater. <laughs> oh man, funny stuff, funny stuff. You're a funny guys, Tyler. You got jokes. I love them. I tried. All right, let's get into our brief mentions here. That's it for the main news stories. And even this week, there's not a whole lot of brief mentions. But unfortunately. We have to start with a brief mention that's not so great, but has a good ending. Um, you may or may not know the Twitch streamer, Amaranth. I believe is how you pronounce her online name. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not yeah. super aware of her. I think I've seen her name pop up in YouTube
1: twice, and I was like, oh yeah, she's she's famous. Eve, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, her real name, I believe, is Caitlin Ciragusa. That information is publicly out there. I'm not putting out information that's not already known. Stop doxing uh, people, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um. yeah Yeah. that was a joke
1: sorry
0: (laughs) no yeah people you know you might know the hot tub meta that was going on on twitch for a hot minute she kind of led the charge on that one there and all like that a lot of people online like her a whole lot more don't like her over the weekend kind of came out she well she revealed this herself on stream that she was in an abusive relationship with her husband um like emotionally mentally uh, abusive relationship uh, like there's you can go online if you want to see it, but sh- footage from her stream of him yelling, screaming at her on the phone and everything. She showed footage of like damage he did in the house, texts that he sent her, and everything like that. She explained how he had basically control of her social media, her bank accounts, how he was the one that made her do so many of the things that she does on stream and things that made her popular or infamous. Um, really horrible situation and everything like that. And that was the story for a couple days, but then it I think Wednesday or Thursday, she revealed that um they are that he is, I believe he's no longer in the picture. Whether or not that means they are getting divorced or whatnot is a different story. Um, but he no longer has control of her stuff. She has control of her accounts and social media, which she said, which is great. And she also said that now she's gonna take a bit of a break from streaming. She'll come back in some point when she's ready. Um which is great. We, we, we want the best for her. And it was it was actually really disgusting seeing people online say, well, if she, why, why is she making this stuff public? Why doesn't she just handle this in private? Why doesn't she just leave? And it's like, are you that slow? Are you that stupid and like, just selfish and just a horrible person where you don't have any sympathy or empathy for a person who is in a situation like this? Like, it's terrible.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have much to say about it other than Yes, the internet will like, if you're just like, how bad can the discourse get? The answer is just yes. Um, the internet will, I promise you, make it that bad. But uh, obviously, yeah, this guy seems like a scumbag. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not pro or anti. I don't, like I said, I don't really yeah. know who she is outside of. She's a Twitch streamer. She seems like she's semi famous. Cool. Right. It, then I saw the clips and it's like, oh, yeah, this guy sucks. She should probably get out of that. But I'm not. I'm not, you know, I'm not invested at all. It's just, hopefully she gets out of that. Hopefully it's not like three months mm-hmm. later, Amaranth dies, you know? that's As long as it's not something crazy like that, it's like, however she resolves it, hopefully uh, it's good for her.
0: Exactly. My, my thoughts exactly. Uh, the DualSense Edge, Sony's version of the Xbox Elite controller. It's coming out January 26th. You can pre-order it starting October 25th. It costs $200. I'm not going to buy it. I have no interest in controllers like this but I know people have been wanting it. So there you go. $200 is how much you got to pay for it. Xbox Elite 2 controllers, they're now customizable in the Xbox Design Lab, and that starts at $150. So you can make them look nice and pretty. Final Fantasy 16 got a new trailer, a new trailer that I am very excited by. Basically, just more of a deep dive into the world of Final Fantasy 16. Not really much gameplay going on in here. Whole lot more story type stuff happening. Very exciting. Hype is very high for that game. Looking forward to it. The Splinter Cell remake that's in the works no longer has a director because the director David Grievel has left Ubisoft after 11 years at the company. Splinter Cell means it's not happening. I'm not gonna lie. When I read this, I was like, "What are the chances of this game happening now? (laughs) When is it gonna come out?" Try. Everybody dust their hands together. Try again in 10 years, folks. Try again in a while. (laughs) We'll see what happens. We gotta put we gotta put Sam Fisher in a dozen other games first before he can, you know, have the remake actually come out. We'll see what happens. And they
1: crack their knuckles and they go, All right, which other gate, which other franchise can we give the Assassin's
0: Creed treatment? Exactly. Rayman. Although Rayman, well, yeah, is the no, start of it. Don't you dare <laughs> uh EA, they tease the future of the Sims with Project Renee, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, this is basically the Sims 5, they just didn't call it Sims 5. It's still super early in development, and it's not going to be out for a while. So Sims fans, you're going to have to wait at least, I'm imagining, three, four years before this game comes out. It's going to take quite a bit based on what they're saying. Um, busy making $40 DLC packs. That, that's the thing that gets me about Sims. Each new game, you start from scratch, and then you buy all the stuff back again that you had by the end of the last one. It's its insane. Well, this is the
1: only one to really, like, truly... Uh sit there and, like, pick you apart. The previous ones, it was, like, there's always been, like, Sims Pets. There's always been, like, a couple offshoots of the games. But 4 is the first one that's, like, it's mostly the base game and then just, like, a bunch of crap you can buy digitally. But then also they did go and make other versions as well. Yeah. I only know this because, A, my girlfriend's into The Sims, and, B, Scott the Waz recently made an, an episode about PC games on consoles talked about it. So that's where no. my limited knowledge of The Sims comes from.
0: my girlfriend's in the sims too. it's cool uh ea is shutting down servers for multiple old games including mirror's edge uh mercenaries games command and conquer games if you want the full list you can go check it out online but they're starting i believe this month or next month is when these servers are going to start getting shut down also shut down was g4 that happened yet again this week it's the second time it's happened i'm i feel for everyone who worked there it's just a shame you know just to see it happen yet again you know i wish it would yeah. i wish it would have succeeded but in this day and age what are the chances of it actually succeeding there is a nice lengthy washington post report by i believe nathan grayson going into like the behind the scenes story from people that were working there at g4 like hey what was things going like why do you think things went wrong how did this happen and it's a, it's a nice good report it gives a bit of insight into things microsoft planning to start their own mobile app store and also the UK CMA, which is, you know, their regulatory group for acquisitions and everything, they are asking for public opinion on the Activision Blizzard acquisition. That can only go so well. That's, that's I, not going to go well at all.
1: I just, with all the Activision Blizzard stuff, like getting acquired, I just, this reminds me, uh, there's just certain news stories you hear and you go, I know how that's going to end. They're gonna sit here and make a million articles about like, oh, this is why it may not, and it's gonna take years, and then at the end it's gonna be, like, oh yeah, exactly what I happened, thought, and it's gonna take two years to happen. That's what's gonna happen with this. It's gonna be like, oh, it's, you know, you're gonna they're gonna try and tease all the Sony bots. Well, like, I mean, they get it, they're they get what they deserve for being dumbasses, but it's just gonna be like, Oh, it may not happen, and then you're gonna there's gonna be a million threads of people like this is why it's and like don't you're wrong, there's definitely some anti-consumer and potentially monopoly you know talk out here etc etc but it doesn't matter ultimately this is happening like i don't get it's just a delayed process going to happen eventually but like stuff like this to me is just designed for dry news weeks where they're just like what can we come up with that's happening it's like it might not happen it's going to happen guys like i promise you
0: i i just don't look forward to like whoever it's it gonna is be a the, whoever it is at the cma who has to read all these freaking stupid posts and messages from people xbot bot two, 2247 with the profile picture of master chief or sony pony sony pony 7500 with a kratos profile picture saying down with the other one they're trying to ruin gaming like those that's the stuff that this person is going to have to read it's like all right sony is the worst company ever okay xbox better got it playstation okay yeah okay moving on xbox is mid okay (laughs) yeah playstation is mid okay call of duty 720 i want to do a 720 no scope on my playstation please don't take that away from me (laughs) interesting stuff that the guy have to do was let's talk about what we've been playing and i want to talk gotham knights first so tyler tell me about gotham knights How's it been going? It's been a Uh, mixed reception online I've been seeing.
1: Yeah, we're recording this on Saturday, came out Friday. Uh, Hopefully by the time it's post, which is like Monday, I'll have beat more of, if not the whole game. Um, But I'm like three, three and a half hours deep in it right now Um, and played it all one session. I like to preface it, everything people say about frame rate sucks. Hundred percent true. This game runs like ass. Um,
0: <laughs> so I saw on digital visually, video.
1: Visually also looks terrible. Like it's not one of those things where it's like I can't even tell what frame rates go. Like you legit the first cutscene in the game. I was like, oh man, this it looks like it's in slow mo. <laughs> it's so off putting that you're just like, Ugh. and it's like there's just moments like that in the game. But that being said. It runs weirdly enough. It runs a lot better when I'm just like out and about in the game, like in the open world, just like running like pretty smooth overall for me, like that. But the second, you get into combat, any kind of cutscene, something that feels like it requires more visual fidelity and isn't just like purely about movement, um, it or like where the camera zoomed in, it starts just chugging. Um, mm. story wise, I'm like, I'm enjoying it, but. So I would guess so broad stroke story seems solid so far. Like I'm invested. I'm like, okay, interesting dialogue. Terrible. Oh my God. Like it's like, I've seen a couple (laughs) clips online posted where it's like very cringe. Like, you know, uh, like the way people memeify Josh Whedon's writing. It's definitely got those vibes to it a little bit. Um, I saw, I saw
0: someone post a clip of, I believe it's Nightwing saying freeze can change the weather now. And then Robert's like, change the weather now. And then people were like, oh, get this writing out the game. Yeah, it's,
1: it's like, it's funny that they chose that line specifically because it just feels like there's a lot of lines that are in that vein, even if they're not like, you know, that specific uh, kind of joke. But it's just like, it's even early on, it's like, it's a lot of that. But despite that, I'm having fun. I'm actually in, I think obviously there's always the conversation every time a game gets bad reviews, you just, or like even... I'd say these are more mediocre reviews than bad. Uh, Whereas like Saints Row kind of skewed. It felt like towards bad, but there's always Mm -hmm. this conversation. Oh, critics don't know what they're talking about, blah, blah, blah. I think genuinely just the second our expectations are lowered, people go in with a better mindset. Um, And I don't want to excuse that of the game, like and not be critical of the game. That's why I had to mention it runs like ass. But my personal, it's not that so much for me as I like explain this to you pre-show that meme where it's like, the guy crying and he's like no is just insert no you can't enjoy gotham knights and then it's like <laughs> me on the other side where he's like the brain smash it's like batman game make brain go like, it's <laughs> just just, like,
0: burr fun time I here
1: just listen man i like being in gotham i like being people up even if the combat system is like watered down from gotham knights and i don't think or from the previous arkham games And i don't think anybody would say that was like complex necessarily but it's, it felt good it i'm, I'm early in but it's very right now like yeah there's like three buttons to combat but yeah but it's also not hard which take that how you will i would rather a bad game or like a mediocre game be easier than be like challenge me while also like frame rate runs like crap and everything so at least it's easy um yeah and the oh the one other thing i want to mention because i'll probably review this and post a short review on my on my tiktok and youtube shorts to follow that guys um but, oh my God, I, I'm not good at stealth at all. Don't generally care for stealth. But, like, obviously, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's just baby town frolics in this game. <laughs> like, it is, I what kid do you, you not, just, like, I mean, like, so there's not even cones for, like, the security guard. If you Unless you just, ru- the only way you're not going to get it is if you just, like, zoom past them while you're running. Like, that's the only time I didn't get something, and even that, I was just able to run through the segment. But, like, other than that, just crouch and like you can just walk basically right past. give it give it a few feet just give it a few feet and crouch and you can walk past them and it doesn't set off anything and you're just like oh
0: wow, wow. they're really
1: about to let me get a, away with this it's baby town frolics it's just like oh my god this is easy and i'm on like the game had like a hard and then medium and then like two below that so i was just like yeah medium's fine don't need to mm-hmm. don't want to make what could potentially be an enjoyable uh, game for me even harder, but it's like I said, it's been fun. No, com- no complaints as far as general fun. Um, And I've seen some criticisms of like the second you have to move, it's awful. And like, that's exaggeration to me. Like, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. As far as movement goes,
0: that's definitely lower on the list of my complaints. A question for you here. Do you think, or have you? I mean, I doubt you have have done anything co op with the game. You said you've only played for three and a half hours, but do you feel like the game would be better playing co op, or like do you feel like it's? Do you feel like I guess it's a single player game that could be fine in co op, like gives you an additional you know fun factor, or do you think it's a game that is meant for co op and you're missing something by doing a single player? You get what I mean? I get what you mean. I think. Do you play Outriders? No, I did not play Outriders.
1: Okay. I was gonna say it feels like that, where it's like, listen, man, you can do this, you can play this either way. It's fine. Like I played Outriders and never really needed anyone to hop in and like, you know, help me out or whatever. I think at a certain point I was struggling and it just was one of those things where it worked out, someone popped in right at that point. Um, and I heard some people say in this game that like I think it was Janet Garcia was like, Yeah, there's only a few moments or it feels mm-hmm. like this was designed for two people. I think I had one of them yesterday where it was, I don't know if you've seen the terrible, this is like where I finished off this mission. Uh, The terrible where it has got the crappy cover of live in La Vida Loca.
0: Oh, I've, I saw her clip. It's, of that.
1: it's truly as that part is truly as bad as it looks in the clips. It's just, <laughs> it's annoying too. Cause if you die or, you know, whatever you get knocked down, it's just like, it doesn't stop playing the music. So it's just like oh, no. five <laughs> minutes straight and you're just sitting there and then you get killed and you're like, damn it. And you're just like ready to flip a table because it's just the music playing gets you just a little more irritated. <laughs> um, so it's like just a few of those moments where it like opens up the battle space a little bit. And then there's like 20 enemies and you're kind of like, part of me is like, I remember there being spots in Arkham where it felt this pack, but, but at it the same time, Handle. but at the same time, it's also like, yeah that was a better to handle and there were like more moves to your moveset especially early on in the game um but also like yeah it seems like this may have been like hey if it's you and a friend you cut down the amount of enemies um and so it's like it'd be more palatable but it's
0: i mean you can get through it okay i guess another question i have is the the like the rpg type mechanics they have so the gear the crafting and all like that again you're still early in the game but how do you? How are you feeling about them? Are you? Are you feeling like they're like that? They have a place, or are you feeling like they? They feel like you know attacked on, you know, I. Uh, they I, feel attacked on necessity.
1: They feel hundred percent attacked on. They're so bad. Like, okay, if you're into it, maybe you're like, oh, man, it's just like instead of spending time on shit on crafting suits, you could have just like made this game run better. Like I. <laughs> Like I think this is more on maybe some decision makers up top of like what, like, what do they think makes a good, made the Arkham games good? Like, I just, I don't know. We haven't had an Arkham game in what a decade, like. You can just make another good one of those. Like, but this time, Hey, like this time you can play between these four people. We don't want it to be Batman. That's fine. But like, it seems like there was a little bit of misdirection of like, well, this is where we want it to go. And it's like, Listen, man, I don't want this to be some Avengers Destiny shit where it's like, I don't care about loot and armor upgrades. So for me, mm-hmm. seeing that menu is just like, I'm going to get anxiety just looking at that. I don't care. And luckily, I'll give it to that. Whoever was in charge of like, is this going to matter? Do you have to upgrade this in order to proceed through the game? No, you definitely do not. You can beat it without it, it seems. Um, but like, yeah, I there's some decisions made where I don't get why they were aiming for this with like a arkham slash gotham game uh but like i said a lot of negative stuff but the general vibe is like kind of having fun
0: (laughs) yeah i mean your your vibe reminds me of how i felt about avengers when i eventually played it got it it was last year or earlier this year i think uh i was like you know what i kind of want to play avengers i kind of want to just play as the avengers and beat up people as the avengers and stuff so i picked up avengers for like 20 bucks on ps5 cool and I was like, I have no intention of doing post-game. I only want to do the campaign because that's the only part I heard was good anyway. And I did the campaign and I enjoyed it and I had fun with the Avengers campaign. And I was like, awesome. Turn, like, I was like, it's fun. Fun time for me to just turn my brain off and be each of the Avengers and just pummel robots and random soldiers as the Avengers. And I had to do some grinding, you know, on some of these missions, but whatever. It was a fine time for the time I spent with it. And that was that. And that was all I needed from it. You know, and it seems like it's kind of checking that box for you. Of, I just want to be in Gotham as the Bat Family, beating up bad guys, and it's it's checking that box enough for you to be like, you know, it, it's not that bad. It, the performance issues are here; it's not, you know, completely making it a pain to get through this game, though. So it it is what it is. That's
1: not, yeah, that's that's what it is. Well, nice. While you were talking about it, I'm making, in case you need it for assets, I'm making the meme that I was talking about. Oh,
0: brain goper. Yeah. That's funny. You should definitely post that. Definitely post that. I, I also look to see just like how your version of it looks. That'll be cool. But awesome. Awesome. Thanks for telling me about it. Yeah, no problem. Okay. So this week, played a couple games. I finished up Final Fantasy 13 2 um uh, that was a game it, it certainly was a game the 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 ending was wait did i talk about thirteen two last week how much did i talk about it last week you talked you talked about it a little bit you talked about it a good
1: amount so it's up to you if you want to talk about it at all here
0: well the thing is you i don't know. remember because time is weird i don't remember if i finished it <laughs> if i had finished it before we recorded last week i don't think I, I did though
1: from my memory i don't think you had i think you were like Yeah, because you were you you hadn't because you were talking about oh is it if I have enough time, I'll
0: finish it and but if not then that's right that's right you're correct okay see time is crazy I did finish thirteen too I finished it like I think I finished I finished it the day after we recorded actually I finished it on Sunday, and the battle system was the best thing about this game. (laughs) Isn't that the general consensus on all the thirteen games though? I think that is. Some people enjoy the stories of them. For me I feel like from 13 for the first one and 132 at least they both have good core concepts for a story that they just execute on poorly whether it be the way it's told or certain characters or things it just falls flat in one way or another but the story at its core is a is a good concept it could work but it just doesn't entirely and 132 it the the story was started off good and then it just it's A confusing mess that just makes no sense. It's it's a hot mess. The battle system was great, though. I did enjoy that. And I'll be going on to to Lightning Returns and (laughs) sometimes I'll be finishing the trilogy. I don't know when. Um, You're a glutton for punishment. That's the thing. Like, I'm like, honestly. You don't have to do this.
1: Nobody's demanding the 13 2 hot takes.
0: Here's the thing Final Fantasy 13, I would give it a seven. I think it's a good game. I don't think it's bad. I think it's good. 13-2, probably be what? Can I guess your score? What? A five? No. I was going to say probably six. like six, maybe a seven. And like the battle system carries hard. And again, like, it's not like I hate everything else about the game. It's not like I didn't have fun. I enjoyed playing 13-13-2. The stories are just like I turn my brain off and I'm like, whatever. I'm just I'm just along for the ride. If I actually care, I care. And if I make sense of it, I make sense of it. But I'm just along for the ride at this point. That's how I am with the stories in beat in both these games right now. But the battle systems were really fun and all like that. Like they carried so hard. So that's why I'm like, it, it's not a bad. I enjoyed it. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Like, like you said with Gotham Knights brain go burr (laughs) i I, I was i was thinking of that comparison just now too like brain go burr i don't kaius wants to do what because he's a simp i don't know i don't care he's stupid he's gonna destroy time and history in the future because he loves a person whatever i don't doesn't make your plot makes no sense dude whatever (laughs) that's like a
1: podcast game just if anything just i don't care what's going on just put in headphones and
0: see if, if i i don't do that with single player games i do that with like all live service stuff so like destiny modern warfare i'll be like oh, i'll put up a podcast and play randomly. because yeah. if it's if there's a story i want to actually try to pay attention and care about the story and all like that it just
1: it just depends where i'm at in the game like there will probably be points in gotham knights where i'll be like yeah, i could go do some side stuff where i'm beating up you know whatever yeah. thugs and solving crimes. so it's just
0: poop you yeah. know yeah, or if I'm like if I'm like level grinding in a game, I'll be like, all right, yeah, and exactly, yeah. I'll grind and all like that. But if I'm doing story, my attention's on the story. I don't want to have anything else like distracting really from it. So yeah, finish 2 it's done. I've moved on from it. Um,
1: Modern now the Warfare... games that
0: people are actually talking about. <laughs> yes, now the games that are actually out now that are new games. Um, starting, let's start with Modern Warfare Two, campaign early access started this week on Thursday the twentieth. I only played i played some last night friday night that was from when i got that was my first chance getting to play the game and i played a bit before we started recording today um what can i say and i don't say that as a bad thing i don't i don't mean to start off like sounding negative it's call of duty and it's a call of duty campaign so you know what you're you know what you're coming for you know what you're getting when you get a call of duty campaign (laughs) we're going out here to find this guy and take him out the story is either more interesting or less interesting depending on, you know, how invested you are and how it's told. Modern Warfare 2019, I thought it had a pretty great campaign. I liked it. I liked the story. And I liked the missions that they had you doing. Modern Warfare 2, so far, on that same level. If you like Modern Warfare's campaign, chances are sirens. <laughs> uh, chances are you will like Modern Warfare 2's campaign right now. Uh, you know, it's giving you the re the reboot versions of old characters like mod like commander Shepard from the original Modern warfare 2 he's in this different different take on him so so far i haven't finished the campaign um i think if i were to give a time frame probably three or so hours in i'm on the ninth mission right now i'm playing on veteran difficulty i should say as well so i'm not flying through it as easily as you know i would if i was on normal uh but so far, it's been a good time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Shots fired. What do you mean? You're like, because earlier, I'm like, I'm on normal. Oh, uh, hey, well, not flying through like, as if I was on normal. No, 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 no. No No shots fired. No shots fired. Not at all. Not at all. Um, shots were fired at me a whole lot when I was playing this game. dear. Are Lord. you going for the platinum? For the platy? No. I just always do them on veteran um, because I don't want to have to play them more than once to get all the campaign trophies. But, Wait. Explain this to me like I'm five.
1: Why are you trying to get all the campaign trophies if you're not platinuming it?
0: Well, because the campaign is easy to do. So I'm always just like, okay, you know, because, well, here's the thing actually. Before back in the day, I forgot what game they stopped doing this at, but there used to be a trophy for complete this mission, complete this mission, complete it, and then complete the campaign on normal difficulty. Then each level also had a trophy that said complete it on an veteran. And it's like, campaign was fun why not i'll you know just to get it because like campaigns are simple to get through right so if i do it on a veteran i get it at the same time i don't have to go through it again to get it um i actually noticed with this one they don't have the two they only have completed on any difficulty and complete the campaign on veteran that's it so it's just like i'll just do it on veteran and i'm also used to it the games aren't like does it
1: let you do hard. that exploit though where you just hop into the last mission on veteran and get the trophy that way? is that
0: no i'm pretty sure that it's not gonna be the case because now they have it where it tells you what the highest difficulty you beat each mission on
1: yeah but if it's completing the campaign i don't know we'll see i i love a good ex- I
0: love a good trophy exploit like that uh, not, it's not gonna you're be just, here you're gonna be irritated because you're like i wasted all that time no i i, don't, I wouldn't say that like because again campaign is fun i am enjoying it the new carriages are cool um alejandro he is, I rolled my R way too hard on that name right there. You're good. Um, He's from the Mexican Special Forces. So far, he's a cool guy to interact with and Las Almas learning about them and all like that. Um, that cartel group, very interesting, uh, but it's cool. So far, I, I'm enjoying the campaign. Was doing a sniper mission before we got on the call today. Didn't finish it. I'm going to wrap it up after we uh, finish here. I actually might even finish the campaign tonight because really, I don't think it's that long. But again, doing just like Modern Warfare 2019, seamless transitions from mission to mission to mission. Um the campaign, it is cinematic. I'm loving these cutscenes. Like the C the cutscenes in this game, they are the like the CG in them is amazing. It is amazing. You never played 2019's campaign, right? No. Okay. So I don't so the you didn't see the CG there. The CG in those cutscenes was good. CG in these cutscenes, it's like another step above like it's it just officially so got that next gen bump it's it's really good for the um for the cutscenes and even like in game looks great great looking game all around start yeah. to finish multiplayer um,
1: beta looks really solid
0: yeah and of course like always the campaign always looks better than multiplayer because it's more scripted you can you know have better effects going on so it looks great it plays great i'm enjoying the campaign enjoying where things are going enjoying the characters and all it's been a fun time um yeah, it's a Call of Duty campaign. You know what you're getting when you get into it. You know, it's just a matter of whether or not you like the story. Yeah, and as a
1: physical, physical collector, Simpleton here, I will not be having <laughs> access to Call of Duty till next Friday. So even next Friday, if I'm if I'm lucky, I'll have a few hours of impressions. But it just depends kind of on what else I'm playing, what else I got going on. So two weeks from now, for sure, I will have.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, remember some Call of Duty impressions. Remember also, you'll probably have to download each of the each like the packs for the game because it's not yeah. just the game it's not just the install it's like here's the install then here's the campaign pack one campaign pack two multiplayer packs so like each of those needs to be downloaded so i don't know how i have, internet I have is. gigabit internet so oh right. so it should fly by for you unlike for me where i was like all right i'm just gonna start this tonight and it'll be done in the morning <laughs> and that's exactly what i happened. mean it
1: could be so big that it's still like i do a version of that where it's just an hour or two later
0: yeah yeah for me you're playing on ps5 right Okay, yeah. so the game, I don't think the game is any bigger than like 80 gigs in total. Like the base download was 30, and then each of the packs were no more than 10, I think. So oh, it, it should not be any bigger than 80 gigs. So That's not have bad. Have that in your head. 80, 80 to 90, I would say. It's not over 100 for sure. Guarantee you that. Uh, the third game I play though this week, and the one I'm actually more excited about is a Plague Tale Requiem. I like the first one a whole lot. I was very eager, very excited for Requiem to come out, and so far, this game is not disappointed in the slightest bit. Um, I don't know if you have the gameplay up right now, um, but I have it up. I'm gonna press play. I can't play on see it. it. No. Oh, you don't see it. You don't, uh, do you hit the link in the doc?
1: Oh no, I did not. My bad. <laughs> I was like, you were going to like screen share it or something.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, yeah, you just hit the link of the doc and it pulls It's going to pull it up for you here on YouTube um, while he's getting that together. A little backstory here for everyone. Plague Tale Innocence. You're playing as Amicia Darun. You're with your brother Hugo Darun um, on the run from this organization, this order that is hunting down you and your brother um, because he has something in his blood that is very powerful and very just um scary and disturbing, and they're trying to get rid of him, trying to get rid of you both, and so uh, that's how that's the plot of that game. Requiem takes place about a good six months afterwards, uh, and it's you and your brother, and you're with your mom as well, and your friend Lucas, who you met in the first game, and you guys are still traveling, trying to find a cure for Hugo's sickness. You got it, everything ready, good to go? Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm watching it
0: right now. Oh, cool. Wasn't sure if you were. Um. So yeah, that's where this game picks up. That's where Requiem picks up. And I have played, I believe, I guess you could say about three and a half hours of the game so far. And it is, I've, I say this, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Stick with me here. It is more of innocence, but with some improvements, okay? So like, Just like in Innocence, the story is the main draw. The gameplay is still fairly simple, fairly straightforward. It's your stealth action. You're stealthing around, throwing your sling rocks at people, um, trying to avoid enemies as best you can as you move from one area to the next. The story is the main draw. That has not changed at all. So if you weren't a fan of the gameplay before, chances are you may not be now. But the gameplay, the stealthing and everything, there has seen some, like, new features and improvements to make it better and make it more fun so in the section we're watching right now it's i believe it's in like chapter two of the game or chapter three i believe it's chapter two chapter two for sure it's amicia and lucas we're here we're trying to find this doctor um in this town that we're in who has said that he can help hugo he should be able to help hugo out so we're trying to find him stealthing around and in the areas in this game they are more open stealth areas um, I've, if I remember correctly, in Innocence, the stealth areas they were more. There were some open ones, but they were a bit more contained. There wasn't really too much room for you to like move around and experiment and get through areas the way you wanted to. And Requiem, right now, so far, the areas are much more open. So yes, you're still sneaking through grass. You can still sneak behind buildings, of course, but. You don't, it's not just like one set way to go. You could, in this area, for example, here, there's like enemies up top and enemies below. I could have gone straight on the on the ground level I was at, or I could have gone down to the right side. But I said, you know what, I want to go up to the left to try to like have an overhead view and, and see what things are like over here. That might be the easier way for me to go about it. Um, and that wasn't something that was really all that possible in the first one. The first one that was more kind of like straightforward, the way you needed to go at everything. And it's not just this area, like multiple areas in the game. There are still some smaller ones, but there are more open areas for you to move around and get through and stuff. Uh, you still have your distracting things that you can do to like distract enemies and move them in certain areas. But Amicia also now is more, you have more aggressive options for like combat. So it's not just only throwing the sling. Like you can now actually take the fight to enemies if you want to. So you can stealth them out. Like like, kind of do like a stealth attack, come up behind them and do that. Or if you have a knife, which you can find around, you can use your knife to stab an enemy, but the knives are usable. They're consumable items. So if you only have one, you got to be careful. Like, all right, do I want to use my knife on this enemy to stealth kill them real quickly? Or do I want to use it to... Um, protect myself as a like a counter type option because that's also something new to this game and the first one if you got caught by enemies right and they came up to you it was a it was an automatic failure basically like they killed you and that was that but now in requiem you actually are able to fight back in a sense so if someone comes up on you it's not an automatic failure unless they throw a spear at you from distance then you're dead but if like someone walks right up to you they'll knock you down first And then after that, you have another chance to either get away or try to like counter them or stun them. And if you counter them with the knife, you kill them and then you can keep on moving. So I like that it's giving you more options when it comes to the stealth. So it's not just insta-fail if you get caught, essentially. And it's not just, okay, I had to go down this one set path and that's that. Or like, I only have a small area to work with. It's giving more flexibility when it comes to the stealth thing and i really am enjoying that so far with this game um it's one of those things that makes me feel like people who may have liked the first one or may not have liked the first one's um stealth stuff might feel a bit better about this you might turn around on it more and find this to be like oh it's doing things that make this more appealing what if you hate stealth like i do then I'm sorry. <laughs> if you hate stealth, yeah, you gotta stealth.
1: <laughs> watching this gameplay, I'm like, this is
0: not my kind of game.
1: And, and that's the totally story fine. doesn't seem like, the story seems like it could be fine. Like, oh yeah, I'd enjoy it with gameplay I also like, but then seeing this and being like, I think I'm good. But I'm curious, what would you, if you had to preeminently score it? Like, just based off these three hours, what, what would that score
0: be? Right now, I'm at like in 8.5, because it, well, I'm it, curious because you
1: said it's more of the first game. Is that what you would essentially have scored the first game?
0: I think I would have scored the game, the first game, and 8.5 as well. And this one, it's like it's more of that, but these improvements are making it a better game as well at the same time, making it a better yeah, game. Yeah, like play. not all 8.5s are created the same, essentially, right? Like and it's not just the gameplay aspects, because again, the gameplay still fairly simple. You have, you are actually also able to, um, you have a skill tree now in, in this game, I don't which wasn't in the first one. And the skill tree for this, it is for stealth, aggressiveness, and creativity. Creativity is not the word, but like for your alchemy stuff, which is basically, hey, here's a smoke bomb. Here's a fire bomb and that type of stuff. Um, and each one improves based on what you use. So if you do stealth more, you improve your stealth more if you, you're more aggressive, then that increases some. So it kind of you, the way you play tailors the new skills that you'll end up getting and all like that. Um, which I thought I thought oh that's really neat. That's a new that's a neat new way to implement these new mechanics that we have in this game into you know the way you play and you know incentivize you to do different things. The rats are also back in this game, uh, which the way there were a big draw of the first one these. Psycho crazy rats. Yeah, that just scenes of rats. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I I don't know where you're at
1: because I skipped a little bit because I was like I don't want to watch this cutscene initially. So now the part I just got done watching was the wave of rats came. Uh, yeah, I, came I, came down and they just blocked. And then my brain, being as how it is. um I was going to, I can't find the joke, but just know there was going to be some kind of joke about New York and rats along with that. It's <laughs> a good fade. Just is a good fun. Uh, you being a New Yorker and yeah. I just feel like New Yorker, even if I'm not like, like I've, I've told my girlfriend this, like, I feel like I've become just West coast at heart at this point, but I am born and raised in Texas. And so it's like, New York, California Texas. Like the only places that can like, it feels like the shots are actually funny because like, it's everyone's favorite places to live it seems
0: right or florida florida as well to an extent maybe not so much i mean i, I like to live there, can make but
1: florida jokes
0: yeah we can all make florida jokes uh but no yeah the rats are back to um i wish i was playing with the ps5 because the dual sense stuff with the rats in the first one was that's fun. right Just you're like... playing on uh, xbox because it's on game pass right yes exactly um but so like again getting getting around and working around the rats and all Similar to how it was in the first game, you know, you need a light, you need fire to avoid getting killed by them to move safely through the rats. Uh, so you're, you know, you still have your, hey, walk with me while I do this so we can get around and all like that. But they also another neat little thing that they added in this game with like avoiding the rats and all, is when you have your like, say you have a stick on fire or something. If there is a if there's like a brassiere. That's far away from you that you literally you can't walk this dis- the distance to it because the stick will run out of fire. You can now yeah. toss the stick to light the thing on fire instead, which that wasn't something you could do in the first one. The first one, it was purely we gotta like everywhere you you know you lit on fire, you had to walk there to do it and all. So this one's like, okay, it's as another element to the rat puzzles, I guess you could say, and may not be a huge one, it's not a huge major change, but. It's a nice, it's another nice little addition that, you know, to add to the puzzles, to add puzzles, I guess, another layer of depth, because again, the puzzles in the game, they're not that complex, they're not that difficult, like the stealth action stuff, the stealth stuff is not that complex, it's not that difficult, but it's good enough that it's fun, and it's enjoyable, and it's all in service of this story of these siblings, who are just trying to get through, Trying to, get, um, trying to get through the world and everything. And namely Amicia, who is fiercely protective of her brother Hugo and will do anything and everything to keep him alive and keep him safe from all these people who want to do him and the, her family harm. And it's been so interesting in this game, so far at least, seeing her become more and more aggressive and brutal in this game as in comparison to how she was in the first one and it seems like that is a going to be a key part of her character development and a key part of the story in this game because like even other characters are commenting on it they're like why are you doing this like calm down (laughs) like tone it down a bit and like it's kind of gotten them in hot water at certain points in this um in the game so far like just her aggression and anger she's just like i don't know why this is happening to me and I I don't I'm scared of, of it as well, and it's really interesting and really fascinating. Um, just experiencing the story. The story is just it's so good. I'm so into it, and I the story was a part of why was the main reason why I liked the first one so much too. So, you know, another more of yeah. a great story here, more fun you, um, gameplay and everything. Just great game.
1: What would your do? You know, would it make like your top three for uh Godie so far? I'm curious, because because you seem pretty high on it, but, like, I don't know how many games you've roughly... Obviously, if we just stuck with the 8.5, have you given a ton of games that score this year? Like, how are you, you know?
0: Right. Horizon, like I told you before, Horizon, for me, was, like, between 8.5 and a 9. Right now, I'm thinking that I'm enjoying this... Right now, I'm enjoying this more than Horizon. Um, I and, which That's, is that's nothing on thing. you. It's
1: just Horizon was, like, here for everyone, and this is where... Now it's like Tale Requiem, possibly better.
0: No, yeah, a Tale Requiem for me. Why do you def- fallen? Yeah, for me, this is definitely a goatee contender as of right now. Okay, I haven't finished okay. the game yet, but I have the feeling yeah, that yeah. this is so going to be again, a good contender.
1: In in review,
0: yeah, I mean it, it's it's also a gorgeous, stunning game. Like it looks great yeah. in YouTube, you know, but like playing it in person on my 4K TV HDR, like this game is stunning like the first game looked great too but this one just a step up like they they clearly were given a nice hefty budget um the only thing facial animations during cutscenes on are not quite up to par like they're just shy but it's not like it's not like that bad it's like okay like it's it takes me out a bit okay. sometimes of from like the cutscenes in the moment but not it's not egregious we're just like okay what, what yeah. the heck's going on here so overall knights, i'm enjoying it gotham mm-hmm. knights not a goatee contender <laughs> unfortunately you i mean what? maybe it'll be a goatee contender for like if it's like our six slash seven goat game of the year no man it's gonna be if it
1: made top 10 it'd be very bottom of the top 10 and because i didn't play enough but i oh, i, I meant like on a goatee that up is this stuff
0: i meant like oh if we're having a game of the year that oh, is the six best six seven. of the year <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's what I
1: you know, it's funny, though, because I was going to mention I it's got similar vibes, but a worse version of another game that was kind of like people did not care for. Um, And that is uh, Ghostwire Tokyo,
0: which Ooh, I, I really I dug.
1: That. But a lot of people were like, it's not great. I thought it was actually pretty enjoyable. To, and So Gotham Knights would lose out to that for me for best seven of the year. <laughs>
0: I didn't pl- I wanted to play it when it came out and I didn't just because of money at the time, but it is one that I do want to play before we do go to talk. So if I can, I'm going to make it my mission to play that game.
1: I, it's it's just like it's one of those things I completely understand why people didn't like it, but I, like I would say that game's banger. Like I thought it
0: was good. I was like, "Man, I was just having a good time." Yeah. Well, nice. And I think that's going to wrap it up for what we were playing and yeah. this episode as a whole, you know. Thank you so very much hey, for we, watching. Yeah, no problem. We got out way quicker than this time
1: than last time. We didn't even take. I think we're at under an hour and a half, roughly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Just you like just under or just around it. Like you know, good episode, good time. Thanks for watching and/or listening. Uh, hit up the website playtoingames.wordpress.com. It's the home for all the content. So go over there and check that out. Um, I will. I forgot to say also between Playtale Requiem and Modern Warfare Two. Modern warfare 2 i will be doing a video review on um playtale requiem i want to i'm not sure if i will though the time for both of those reviews though is up in the air it really comes down to just it's these games and then god of war once god of war comes that takes priority over everything everything so, else just gets exactly the table exactly so like playtale the at the absolute soonest that review would be out, would be like maybe a bit before God of War. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, that review would not be out until after God of War for sure because I got to take the multiplayer into consideration as well and all like that. So Modern Warfare 2 review probably wouldn't be out till like mid-November at the earliest. Play to Requiem, maybe sooner. We'll see what happens with those two. We will see. Um, Hit up the Play to Win Twitter and Instagram at Play to Win Game. Also on YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a like, comment on the video below. I mean, com- not comment on the video below. Comment down below. Which of these three games you like? Are you excited for? Are you having fun with Playto Requiem? Are you having fun with Modern Warfare Two? Are you enjoying Gotham Knights? Are you? Does your high brain on also it? go burr when <laughs> you play Batman games? Exactly. Or are you like are more on the negative end of reception for um, Gotham Knights? Let us know down in the comment section below. Um, you know, turn on notifications, five star reviews on podcast services, and subscribe on podcast services as well. With all that said, though, um, Tyler, where can people find you? Ah, uh, yeah, uh, what TikTok
1: and YouTube. Uh, well, YouTube and it's it's mostly sh- or it's shorts I make, but uh, YouTube is good game we lost um yeah i think it's a good game we lost for both i don't think it's gg we lost that maybe that's instagram reels i don't know um, <laughs> but it's yeah it's a good game we lost on both youtube and tiktok okay, let's get to a thousand on the talk and uh let's get to 1500 on youtube but like 1381 right now not bad a thousand on the talk i've
0: never heard someone refer to tiktok as the talk
1: i've never either <laughs> uh, it, was, it was just something i said right now but uh you're calling not. i don't know if enough people will be watching this that is somebody i should severely be embarrassed about but you know
0: you are coining. if it is term, i view that as a hot. good problem honestly so i win no matter what <laughs> exactly um of course links are always in the description so by all means go ahead and check that out you can follow me over on twitter at tyler miller 2496 and yeah that's about it you know i tweet about games movies anime and all that type of stuff so check my twitter out hit me up over there chat me over there and all that stuff and all that being said thank you so very much for watching and or listening and we'll talk with you all next time have a great one a good one everyone